0: If you're like most of us, you own entirely too many clothes. And yet, the most common feeling we have when the time comes to dress up is I've got nothing to wear. We're constantly deal shopping and clothes buying, and yet, we still feel as if we do not have the clothes we need to feel happy, stylish, attractive, and empowered. How did we get here? Turns out, the problem isn't our messy closets. It's our messy relationship to clothes, style, the fashion industry, and ourselves. Join host Aaron Flynn as we talk to the experts in the industry, history, and psychology of clothing, and try to uncover how we got to this place with too many clothes and nothing to wear. Brought to you by Cloudwell. Picture it, it's 2018, you're me, sitting at the Cloudwell offices, and your social media manager says, Hey, does Christy Carlson Romano use our app? Now, maybe you haven't heard of Christy Carlson Romano. Maybe you live under a rock. But for all of us kids who grew up glued to the Disney Channel, she was it. Christy Carlson Romano is most known for starring alongside Shia LaBeouf and even Stevens. But she was also the voice of Kim Possible, she was Disney's Cadet Kelly, she played Belle in Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. Today, she's the host of Christie's Kitchen Throwback on YouTube. But more relevant to our purposes, she recently wrote an incredibly compelling essay on teen Vogue about her silent struggles to fit in while growing up in the spotlight. She's also, turns out, a longtime Cloudwell user. So when we saw her like a couple posts on our Instagram feed, we slipped into her DMs. Christy, I am so excited to finally talk to you. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be on. Yeah, we've had this on the books for, for a little bit. I know, I know. And I feel like we've texted back and forth, and so this is finally happening. <laughs> I know, I know. It's fantastic. So, my husband and I, we recently went and saw School of Rock at the theater here in town, which is pretty much just kids acting. And my first reaction when I watch this is always like, first, how much talent and what seems like direction in life they must already have. And then, second, how in the world do these kids get these jobs? And so, for you, your career clearly took off very early maybe you can help shed light on some of this. How did you first realize you wanted to be an actress and what was your whole start like?
1: Okay. So I started super young. Um, I started at six and a half. My mom um, and I have, I'm the youngest of four. So I had older sisters who were already dancing and um, in sort of like uh, competitive, you know, competitions and whatnot. And then my my brother was also pretty competitive with sports, so we just had this competitive thing about her family, uh, very East Coast and all that and I was like, okay, cool, I'm young and I'm just gonna go with the flow and um you know, I think I did show a talent for singing, dancing, performing at a young age, which you know, I think is pretty visible even as a parent now. You can see certain kids have that like shine to them or that star yeah. or shine, whatever it is like they want to perform. And, you know, my mom chose to uh, eh, embrace it rather than kind of be like, okay, let's navigate to like sort of a different kind of life. She was like, let's go for it. So it takes a parent that really wants it for their child to dedicate their lives to that. And, it, and it's, you know, it comes at some cost um, uh, to the family unit, but um, I think my siblings have always been really proud of me. And hasn't ever caused any
0: problems in that regard but yeah i mean it was a really strange childhood and were you did you as a kid did you know that this was kind of a different path and were you just kind of spending your time going to auditions where other kids are you know going to soccer practice or that type of thing interestingly enough my mom was really big on what
1: she would call cross training so like one summer you know, our our industry, the entertainment industry, always dies down in the summer. It used to. I don't know about now because everything is streaming all the time. Yeah. But um, but it used to be that the summers were slow for everybody. So I would do summer school. I would do computer camp. I would do – I wouldn't just go to theater camp. Um, yeah. I would I would do lots of different kinds of camps to try to socialize myself. And I even went to, like, a sailing camp when I was in my teens and went on, like, a 10-day – uh, sailing trip with other kids. And I mean, that was just such a highlight for me. So awesome. I I definitely got a lot of different experiences as a kid. And also because of the things I was doing, I was getting so much of that uh,
0: worldly experience as well. So when you landed the Even Stevens role, which from my own memory was a huge success, how <laughs> did your life change from more or less to being, you know, unknown to this well-known Disney star. And like for those of us who are so far from that world, what what in the world was that like?
1: You know, I had already been in the business a long time. I mean it's so funny because I was only 16, but I'd started I'd been in the business for 10 years. You know? Um and so I had seen a different side of it because I had started in theater Uh, Disney was just revving up their original content. So they didn't have a lot of DCOMs. Maybe they had like, I don't know, 20. And they would replay them. And then they had a couple shows that weren't really doing that well. And we come along with this new content, this new original series stuff. Right before, you know, the Lizzie McGuire. She actually came right after us. But it was like a huge effort on Disney's part to launch children into the stratosphere of of stardom. Um, Before that, Disney really just wasn't the Disney that we all know and love. So we were basically the uh, first class of Disney stars that were used in the movies and the TV shows, and I was the first to do an animated um, voice of Kim Possible. So uh, you know, and I actually got an Emmy nomination for that, which was really big for the channel because they hadn't really been in the awards game. Um, and then Shia ended up getting an Emmy as well for his, uh, part in our show. So it was just like, you know, there were definitely benchmarks being set for the future generations of Disney.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's so crazy because you guys really were the start of it. It's kind of funny to think back, like our kids today growing up wouldn't know any different, but you know, we all kind of watched up or watched, um, Disney kind of change over time, which is kind of crazy to think about. Okay, so you say in your Teen Vogue essay that needing to be liked was my full-time job. When did you have this realization that being liked was the thing driving you? And what changes happened after you became aware of that? A good question. Um, I think,
1: you know, it's interesting how we talk about clothes, to be honest with you, and how Mm -hmm. that's always affected me. I think when I was young, really young, like even before LA and California, Hollywood, I was in New York and I was, you know, I was the youngest of four kids. So I got a lot of hand-me-downs and also I, I'm pretty tall. Um, so I grew real fast. Yep. (laughs) And so my clothes didn't fit me right. And I was kind of bullied. I think over the years, it it wore on me because I was never taught skills to like, speak up for myself. So like, I think over the over time, it just keeps giving you this trauma, these little things keep chipping away at you. And for me, it was always, you know, the clothes that I was wearing, I was never really one to identify myself as, you know, I'm gonna put my looks forward. So I ended up starting to put my smarts forward, which is why I think a lot of people know me as like, the part I played or the parts I played being sort of these like type A, smart, polished young women. And that's fantastic. as what I wanted to be. It was what I was trying to be. But I inherently could never put my looks ahead of it. And I was never known to be, you know, fashionable or this or that. And I think in some ways looking back, it was probably, even though it was a passion of mine uh, and I was very girly and I liked all those things, I just was scared to... Fully go into fashion, fully be like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm going to be fashion forward about anything. So starting very young, these these tapes start to play in your mind about not being good enough or the failures you have. Right. So it all kind of just chips away at you.
0: That was kind of my next question, which was having been in the spotlight, what. Impact has this had on your own personal style and appearance? Because I can only imagine if, you know, being like is top of mind, and then, you know, this is kind of part of your career, you're likely dressing for others, right? Yes. You're always dressing for
1: others. It was interesting. I had a, a whole closet. When you have a TV show, you have your own closet, and um, it was huge, right? Like it was an entire warehouse of yeah. everyone's clothes. I can only imagine. Our cast and our whole series. <laughs> wow. And, you know, you always say, like, hey, there's two types of people in the world. And I learned this young. There's the people that have more stuff and keep it. And then there's the people who are, like, minimalists. And mm-hmm. growing up, minimalism wasn't – it really wasn't a thing. Like, it was more about, like, go to Forever 21, buy as many tops as possible. And, you know, fast fashion was, like, the thing that was new. Yep. And so – um, You know, it was just like, okay, like, and so when I ended even Stevens, I remember them being like, you can have all of your clothes basically, and you can buy them for like a dollar each. Wow. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I've worn these clothes, you know, like they were my clothes for how many years? And then I was able to get them. And I just remember that being such an intense experience of like, of getting all these, like, you know, this entire wardrobe. That's a dream for so many people. (laughs) Right. I was like 18 at the time, and some of the clothes were just not me, um, Mm -hmm. a little too bright, a little too Disney, but um, it it was definitely an
0: experience to have that happen. I think at this point, were you conscious at all of, like, what you liked or didn't like at this point?
1: No, I wasn't. Uh, my mom was, I think, definitely someone I looked to, to fashion, even though she was mostly in jeans and t-shirts because we were always yeah. on a set or somewhere dirty. So, I mean, looking back, I feel her and I get it. Um, but ultimately I knew that she had a sense of style that was very like New England and very, you know, at times it could be, it could be very preppy. Um, I, I didn't really get feminine. For a long time, actually, until I'd say I become a mom. And, you know, I was pregnant, and you have maternity photos, and you have these things that you want to do. I have two girls. I knew I was having girls. So the pictures were going to reflect a sense of femininity. And I started really enjoying the color pink. Before that, I hated pink.
0: Oh, that's so interesting. Hated it that it changed with when you had kids or when you started, I guess, when you were pregnant. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so you write that you were dealing with some pretty self-destructive behavior. But fast forward to today, and you do, you seem to be living this wholeheartedly, um, or living wholeheartedly as a mom with two kids in control of your career. What was it that changed from even Steven's days to where you are today? Uh, Many, many years, you know, I mean... I think with
1: nostalgia, we tend to gloss over the fact that these, these are real people, you know, like these actors are real mm-hmm. people. And I see it time and time again. I know a couple people who've committed suicide. Um, and I mentioned that in the article and I don't name names, yeah. but like they're Disney channel actors. And then, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with Disney, by the way, this is just right. business at large and what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's the way that people get stuck in a rut with their, uh, issues and they don't have any way of getting out of their own identities. Um, yeah. they, you know what I mean? Like they get stuck with feeling fear of if I leave LA, what am I going to do? You know, what is there for me? This is who I am. And then when it goes away, cause the business is just so fickle, I think yeah. then your identity, yourself your self worth just crashes and so many different people look to different things to get that, you know, that, that high again, you know, cause it's such a high to be like on top right. of your game and famous and making all this money. And ultimately it's, that's not real. So for me, it took years of, uh, failing upwards, I would say, and finally finding a mate that was, uh, well suited for me and my issues. And, you know, <laughs> it just was a numbers game, I guess you could say like the numbers yeah. of years or the numbers of life experiences. Um, and saying to myself, okay, like this, this is the only way to be if I want to have the life that I want to have. Cause I think I really do believe in the Disney, you know, dream of, you know, being in love and family and happiness and cheer and joy. So, uh, I made the commitment and, uh, you know, obviously during pregnancy, I wasn't going to drink and, then after that, I was like, why would anybody want to drink and have to take care of a baby? Like none of that, none of it. Right.
0: So ultimately it was just like, this is, this is my way of life and there's so many reasons why. And I think there's this you know, misconception of living a balanced life, but I'm curious with everything you have going on, plus being a mom, what does showing up every day as your whole self look like? It's
1: as simple as saying, "Okay, this moment isn't comfortable. I'm not necessarily happy with having to watch Baby Shark for the millionth time."
0: Hey, Um, I feel ya.
1: (laughs) It is sometimes painful, (laughs) right? Right, and it's reminding myself that these moments are fleeting, Mm -hmm. uh, that we only have this one life, and that you know, um, the actions that we're taking um, can either make us stronger. You know, I, I think what happened was, is I started learning that when you have children first of all, you're responsible for other lives, which I think completely changes chemicals in your brain, really. Yeah. Um, And then after that, having that intense experience, uh, you just have to you have to align yourself with all of that. And so inevitably, it just becomes your day to day mantra of, you know, when you focus on the good, the good gets better. That's really how I've been uh, living my life and sort of saying these mantras over and over, you know, at times yeah. that are frustrating.
0: And I'm curious to, so from when you ended the role of even Stevens, did you continue to stay in Hollywood, or what kind of happened from there to the the point that you, you know, found your husband and started yeah. having kids? Oh, I mean, many
1: years. Um, I went to college. I left college. I went and starred on beauty and the beast on Broadway. Um, from there, I did a book deal and a record deal and moved back out to California to prep myself for another career as like a recording artist. But then my label dropped me and I was sort of just hanging out waiting for me to get my next series. And it wasn't happening. Um, I waited out in LA from the time I was 21 to 26. And I had bad relationships and not, you know, the the career just wasn't going in the direction that I wanted. And I think looking back, it was just a rough time because, you know, you're like, okay, I'm an actress for Disney. And then you're 21. And then you're like, I'm not going to be the mom. They says, they said, they were like, look, you're too old to play the mom. You're too young to be this. And I was like, well, I get it, you know, and it was like, I'll see you guys later. You know, if you guys want to hire me as a mom someday, and that works. And now we're almost there, you know, but like Uh for those years, I was like on my own and, you know, Hallmark wasn't doing Christmas movies yet. And Mm -hmm. Lifetime wasn't, you know, doing as many movies as they're doing. Um, I didn't really understand my brand, I think, too. You know what I mean? Like I didn't understand what it was to like go out and seek opportunities. I think I I was myself stuck in that trap. I call it a narcissistic purgatory where it's like, me, 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 oh my God, me, 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 I'm so awful, oh God. It's like, wow, you know, how many more things I could have done in those years? Um, You know, it doesn't really help me with anything if I keep looking back.
0: How has going through this journey and like knowing yourself so much better today changed how you think about your own personal style? Like whether you need that big closet today? Yeah,
1: for sure. Uh, Actually, your guys' app made a huge difference for me, which is why I wanted to come on the podcast. When I talk about the the, the closet of Ren Stevens that I acquired, mm-hmm. people know that <laughs> that that girl and that character that I played, and they know her style. And we always laugh about like butterfly clips and the hair and like all this stuff. Yeah. And I think like when you close your eyes, you can very, very visibly see Ren Stevens' closet. And yep. I had that closet. Um, and it took me years, like years to get rid of all of those pieces. And I think there's a couple of them like lurking around my mom's house and she keeps trying to send me things from like way back in the day. Um, and it's like, no, I don't want to see that anymore, but you know, shedding your old closet, shedding your old identity, that is something so powerful. And then reinvesting in yourself, reinvesting in your future, which I guess I can speak to very intimately, and growing that with pieces like I said, the femininity, the parts of you that you want to embrace, putting that into your closet. These are very visual things, right? So like Cladwell really helped me be able to get a sense of purpose on, and will continue by the way, to get me to get a sense of purpose on where I wanna go because it's, it's more than just clothes. What I love about Cladwell too, is I've got my mom life um, a capsule closet, and that mm-hmm. looks extremely different than my main closet. Um, and I, I also really love the temperature stuff, um, like being able to yes. like look at what the temperature is going to be like and, and, and the suggestions of, hey, you might want a coat. Because you're thinking about your kids as a mom using Cloudwell. You're thinking about your kids. You're not thinking about, oh, I need a coat, too.
0: I need I need to make sure I wear this. You bring a whole nother layer to capsules. that I've never even thought about, which oh really? Because that's why I wanted to come yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, because I've never I've never thought about people. You know, like you're right. Filming, you're doing multiple episodes in a day. Then you can't you know you can't wear the same thing um, right. in all four or five episodes. And so. Right. Yeah, you bring a whole nother layer to this. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. And influencers in general, I think it's like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. That's what we have um, another girl who uses the app who is well known on Instagram. And she says that she's able to track every single outfit that she has and that she logs on or like puts out on Instagram as well. And so it's helped her tremendously tremendously in that way um, because she's able to have her own capsule for her mom life and then also kind of what she puts out there which I find so fascinating Um, but okay we can't leave this interview without talking about your YouTube episode Christy Reacts um, where you go back and watch even Steven clips I'm not gonna lie I I it brought me so much joy. Really? Like <laughs> so many memories. Yes. I was like sat there and watched it and just smiled <laughs> for the entire time. Oh, that's so um, cool. Thank you. Thank you for watching. No problem. It was it was really, really fun. Um, but we have to talk about those butterfly hair clips <laughs> because ah. I know you just said your style <laughs> has evolved. Um, and especially, you know, being active as a mom, how would you kind of describe your style then? Because you're right, Ren had such a like um kind of the smart type a girl how would you describe your style today uh just getting by
1: <laughs> no I love that's that answer. not answer. okay so like i'm per I'm, I'm i'm right now okay like let's let's like real chat okay i'm right now in sweats and a shirt that i've worn for two days okay and i'm staring <laughs> at a beautiful chanel bag that my husband got me for christmas it's my first Chanel bag. It's stunning. And it's like what all the influencers have thing. or whatever and I'm like, "I literally can't wait to wear this. I have not worn it once because I don't get yeah. out of the house." And it's okay because I look at it and I think of a hope for the future of being able to wear it <laughs> and I've showcased it, you know, I've showcased it on a beautiful jewelry box and it's looking perfect and it's great. But like yeah. right now, I have two modes. It's going to be, it's going to be who I'm going to be, you know, which is why I think Mm -hmm. Gladwell is so important. Um, because I'll be able to really hone in on who I want to be and who I want to feel like when I'm not with my kids and like, I want to be a boss. Like I need to go, I need to show up. I'm going to go back into the workforce. I'm going to go back and audition and auditioning. I have to look my best. Mm -hmm. Right. Even if I'm feeling like okay, um, I'm tired from sleep training last night, or you know I'm, you know having depression because I'm gonna stop breastfeeding, like stuff like that as a mom. Yeah. But you don't get that as an actress. You need to like show up and perform. And I'm sure other people know how this is. It's like you need to look your best when you're reintegrating yourself into the into the workforce. So right, Cladwell's Cladwell's gonna help be a tool for me to be like oh, this is what I could wear. And then of course that bag's gonna come along with it. So- As it should. <laughs> and, right? And then the best part too is like, it's always there. So it's not like, you know, my plans change all the time. So from day to day, if I'm like, oh, like that didn't work out. I can't go, you know, because my babysitters canceled on me. Um, mm-hmm. Like that actually happened on our anniversary. And I had, you know, oh, wow. a beautiful outfit planned and everything I was gonna wear that Chanel bag. And then she canceled and i was like well okay but i have cladwell at all times to circulate through my my capsules um my fancier
0: capsules i guess you could say so yeah. that i know that i'm ready when i yeah. need to be ready i think that's such an interesting point because it's good to hear people to hear you say that because even for myself i feel yeah i was in some really soft sweatpants <laughs> pretty much all day yesterday and I, right? I think it's it's style evolves and it's OK if you're in a season where, you know, you're not perfectly per- put together. Um, and it's that a season. Mean... I like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a season. Um, OK, so I'm getting to my last three questions. They're kind of rapid fire. Uh, the first one is what moment in this journey would you consider life altering?
1: You know what? I think it must have been when I started showing and I had to start wearing maternity clothes. I think that was when I started realizing I'm going to have to dress for my body. And and so getting pregnant and starting to like have to change the way I dressed so that I could be comfortable for me, um, I think that was something that made me reevaluate uh, my whole outlook on fashion.
0: Yeah. What's the one piece of wisdom in this whole process of, you know, um, your career and just figuring out more about yourself that you've gained that you wish to pass on? Uh, understand your brand. Mm -hmm. Your brand is something that you can create.
1: So assuming that it's something that you really feel passionate about and it's something you want to represent. Um, the more you intimately understand your brand, the more you can fully execute on your vision. Honestly, doing it alone is very hard. I, I work with my husband and a team of people, just to do the YouTube stuff, and then my husband and I have several people that help me with outreach for um, social media stuff. It's not something that's easy to do alone, especially if you have kids, but these are the techniques that will work and you can grow your brand, uh, probably slower if it's just you. So have realistic expectations of your brand and its growth. If you're a mom, especially if you're a mom with multiple kids, because multiple kids changes everything. Finish the
0: sentence. I believe.
1: I believe in love. I believe in love because I think love is all we can really look back on when we uh, when we're at the end, and know mm-hmm. and know in our heart that we we got the most out of life that we gave the most love that we possibly could I just don't know how much more finite anything is in life because my husband is very philosophical he's been to war and he's seen some crazy things and we'll talk a lot about things and obviously I've had a crazy upbringing but I think that love is the most important thing um, so I grow with that all the time too because it's very hard to have you know you know. You can't judge things as harshly, but being a mom has helped that. Like, I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Like I, I have so much more love to give now that I'm a mom.
0: It's like, you don't realize how much that grows until you have a kid.
1: <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Perfect. Well, I think th- like that was everything. Thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your story and helping us better understand Um like your your journey in all of this thank you
1: well i hope it helps and i want to get the word out about you guys i think you guys are great and i use you and um you know i think it's a really useful tool so um thanks please keep keep on keeping on
0: (laughs) thank you thank you christy carlson romano honestly i'm still freaking out a little here but not just because she's a disney star Also, because she was willing to share her story about finding your own identity in a world that's trying to sell you one. I know some of you might have said, Whoa, Christy Carlson Romano, and jumped straight into this episode. But I really encourage you to go back and start at episode one. This podcast is a journey, and I want you to experience all of it. On the next episode of Too Many Clothes and Nothing to Wear, we'll hear another personal story about style evolution in the face of tragedy. But I feel like when you go through something like that, your whole perspective changes. Beauty is so much more than the physical because it's just, it can be so much deeper.